0: hi guys and welcome back to another episode of talk about it sis on this episode we're going to be talking about therapy why people need it why it's important um and why it's important especially for people of color um but before doing that i just wanted to do a check-in with you obviously we know this was a really rough week derek chauvin was convicted in george floyd's murder and i kind of just wanted to know how you felt this week with everything that happened
1: Yeah, thanks for checking in. This was really a weird weird week for a lot of people. Um, I'm indifferent about what happened. Uh, I don't believe it's anything that I should be celebrating because there's so much more out there that needs to be done done in terms of police brutality racism discrimination it's kind of like a very small step it's like it's kind of like finally Mm -hmm. but then it's like you wake up the next morning like we saw with Micaiah bryant and then there's other things going on and with that incident it was definitely hard for me to remain objective because there was a lot of emotion involved in how I felt and what I saw Um, so I'm just trying to process all of that this week.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can definitely relate to what you're saying as well. In the same way, I felt like I was supposed to be happy or joyous about the conviction, but I'm more like, okay, is this actually going to change anything? Um, because we know, um, the teenage girl who was shot by police a day later, Kaya, and it's just never ending. (laughs) I mean, that's what it feels like the next day. It's like, come on, dog, like. Right. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and like trying to balance that, those emotions with also like covering it, um, for my job can be a lot. So that's why we're talking about therapy today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of different, uh, types of therapy. Um, but Amanda, I wanted to know if you want to tell us, first of all, what you do, um, and then talk about some of the types of therapy.
1: Sure. So, I recently graduated with my master's in rehabilitation counseling and clinical mental health. So, it's sort of like a dual kind of program. Um, I'm trained to diagnose and to provide treatment and mental health services but the rehabilitation part allows me to uh, work with people specifically with disabilities so I am a certified rehabilitation counselor and so lots of things are fresh on my mind. I'm a rookie but just being in that program and just working in the therapy I was doing during internship there are so many types of therapy. I align myself with Adler, and individual psychology what is that oh (laughs) thank you for asking (laughs) so um at at atler at believe that we our behavior is socially motivated so when we are born we are striving towards a goal and so either striving towards uh, a positive goal like being great good with the community, provide something back to the universe, or you're striving for superior superiority and like in a bad way. So it's people who don't mind committing crimes, people who like narcissists behavior like that. So it's, it's socially motivated and we all have goals. And so um, Adler also believes that pretty much by the time you're six or seven, the way you perceive the world is how you're, how you're going to carry yourself for the rest of your life. Also, birth order is important and that your family plays a, Your parents play a huge role in how you perceive the world. So it's a lot. And again, a lot of the therapies overlap and they pull from one another. But um, the basis of what I believe in is that I also like a lot of reality therapy because it kind of gets to the point. It's like we're going to set some goals, follow them, and see if we can get it to a solution. And that's kind of also what I really want to talk about is CBT. That's a really popular one. Most people probably heard of it, those who um, are in therapy. And that stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And basically, the concept around that is your thoughts and feelings shape your behavior. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Yeah. So if you are having negative thoughts and negative feelings, you're going to have negative behavior and that's what CBT um, focuses on.
0: So can you give an example of like some of the negative thoughts somebody might be having and how CBT works to, I guess, help that person not feel that way or revert those thoughts? Definitely.
1: So it's, it definitely depends on the person. Obviously, I can share my experience with CBT as there are different types of CBT. For example, DBT, which is all these acronyms, dialectic, I can't even say it, behavior therapy which I also went through. But for example, I would have um, thoughts about everyone around me, like dying. Lots of people have negative thoughts or have fears like that, but it's when it kind of interrupts your day, um, interrupts your sleep. And so when I was in therapy, um, when it was time to challenge those thoughts, I you know, had to ask myself, I was challenged by my therapist. Do you have any evidence that this is going to happen? And the answer is no. And so it's about finding alternative thoughts to your negative thoughts, but first you got to do the work in between so it's really go really a goal-oriented therapy
0: did you find it helpful for you
1: and if so like why oh it's definitely helpful because because it's so goal-oriented you don't need your therapist it's kind of like i'm at home and i'm having these negative thoughts and then you're like talking to yourself like girl what are the odds of this happening (laughs) Ask yourself this. You tripping right now? And it's kind of just a lot of self-talk. It really, it actually really has helped me.
0: It's interesting because I, I mean, like I'm thinking about what my therapist, so I've been in therapy with my main therapist, um, for four years and I don't know what modality she uses. I know it was extremely helpful to me and I know it's, maybe it is CBT, but not in the way that, um, like, so for example, I went to another therapist who was, um, saying, okay, we're going to work on um, your core beliefs and we're going to do uh, CBT therapy. And she has me, like, do homework and write out charts, like how a thought begins, like, okay, uh, yeah. I'm going to go outside and everyone is going to hate me out there. And then how likely that is to be true based right. on <laughs> um, what yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a thought record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people might not know. So so then she would, like, have me replace that with a different thought. Um and then so every time I would think that thought, I'd be like, okay, let's look at the facts. Um, but I didn't find that helpful for me. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, because I already knew the facts. Like, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I know the facts. Like I know that what I'm thinking is maybe irrational, but it doesn't really stop me in the moment from thinking that way because it's like uh-huh. brain reaction. Like, it's a body reaction. Like, if my body is going, um, you know, if something happens that triggers me and my body immediately goes into that state, then you telling me that this is not real does not help me come down from that <laughs>
1: if that makes sense what about you telling yourself though yeah I did it still no, I, no, oh you did yeah you it yeah I can work. be like
0: yes I'm calm right now everything's fine like uh, um <laughs> But it still takes me a while. I guess in therapy, a lot of people have different types of problems, right? Or different things that they struggle with. Um, and I think that one person can have like two different problems. So for me, like I definitely struggled with anxiety. I've definitely st- struggled with depression. Um, but in the past, I also struggled with low self-esteem. And so it's like um, what was the most helpful for me um, was my therapist affirming me and just like changing my thought process I guess in a way that's CBT but not in the like clinical way that I had that right. lady like do it with me I did not like those charts I did not like doing homework I say I tried I was like let me stay with her for a month and see if I can get used to this and I could not but now I'm thinking maybe I want your opinion on whether um, my therapist might be practicing CBT so basically like if I'm in a session and I'm like you know like this thing happened to me and I feel unloved or I'm not worthy of love. My therapist might have been like, no, well, let's remember that you are loved. And it's like not about whatever I'm making it about in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that's a form of CBT? Like, you know, reorganizing yeah, my just, thoughts or changing them?
1: Yeah. It's, it's your alternate thought. I mean, that's the goal is to get you show an alternate thought. I don't think necessarily she would be telling you what to think, but trying to help you create an alternative thought.
0: Yeah, no, she definitely doesn't tell me what to think, but she challenges the things that I say about myself that aren't good to look at all the evidence.
1: A lot of of, uh, therapists definitely integrate. So, I mean, you have your basic talk therapy, but a lot of them pull from a whole bunch of different modalities. So it could be CBT mixed with something else. You don't even realize it. it's kind of a thing after practicing for a while that comes natural.
0: Okay. So you wouldn't even know. So maybe it wasn't even the CBT. Maybe my therapist is doing the CBT, but the other therapist was doing it in a very like clinical medical way. And I was just like, this too much.
1: (laughs) Right. And that's, and that's actually a good point to make that We have to find a therapist that fits us. Yes. So they may be good for somebody, but they may not be good for you. And we should definitely shop around for therapists like we do, you know, hairstylists or tattoo artists. We definitely um, a therapist is somebody to me. You should shop around more for than just like an internist. Oh, it's so true.
0: It's so true. (laughs) But what I find interesting is that a lot of people that I've had discussions with who've never had like experiences with therapy have no idea what to expect when they go to therapy. So, Mm -hmm. like a lot of my friends, because they know I've been in therapy for a mad long, will be like, "Is this normal?" Like is this what we're supposed to be talking about? Or like, I haven't talked to her about this or this. And I'm like, I can't tell you, obviously, right? you know, what a therapist is doing, but I can tell you like some of the ways you should be feeling in therapy and like heard seen paid attention to you know you can you are like on the same page as the therapist you feel safe you know major that is definitely major you're like
1: being vulnerable you're opening up your thoughts you're sometimes going back to traumatic experiences feeling safe is so important oh it's so important so wow I mean I think a good therapist could be objective there is such thing as an effective therapist and I feel like the major ones are empathy absolutely obviously a good listener listener but not just a good listener is your therapist able to say back to you what you said to them if you're like four sessions in and your therapist checks on you hey I remember in the first session you said things like that let you know your therapist is listening to you Mm,
0: yes they sometimes
1: point out things you don't
0: even remember you're like dang I said that yes they do they do that's why I love my therapist and like I can literally just go and be like hey you remember that guy I told you about uh like seven months ago yeah so and she'll be like oh yes 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 I do remember (laughs) and she's like she'll be like and then you said I'm like yeah I did
1: definitely so those are (laughs) definitely some traits um I'd say to just also have an ethics those aren't to me things that the average client like thinks of because they're not privy to what ethics counselors have but there are things like um Making sure they don't establish a relationship with you, like a personal relationship. Um, making sure that they're not making you seem like it's about like money. Like this like it's just a business. Um, I'll give an example. I had a friend tell me about a terrible experience she had with a therapist. I oh, know. Um, she had told the therapist that she, you know, wanted to come bi because she's not ready to jump into it. And the therapist was like, Well, no, you need to come weekly. I only see people that come once a week. And I'm like,
0: dang I had that happen to me oh are you serious yes yes with my first they're like we think for your treatment you need to be coming once per week. Well, how do you all know already? Mm-mm. They're <laughs> like in order know. to get effective treatment, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and that, and that's that's wrong. That's wrong. It's it's completely up to the client, to the person going to therapy mm-hmm. on how often they want to come. And if this is a bi- if this is a therapist that has some type of um, obligation, financial self-obligation to me, then I wouldn't be going to them cuz yeah. it's about you. So, um...
0: and like something that really bothers me, your therapist, I know this might be ridiculous, but I cannot stand when I have a therapist because I've had them in the past that are always late to sessions, like 10 to 15 minutes. And it's just like, my time is valuable.
1: That is very important. So another part of having an effective therapist is let's just talk about basic customer service skills. Aside from the um, empathy and the good listening, it's a business. Mm -hmm. They charge, you're paying money. They are, or insurance, they're reporting to the insurance company. Are they organized? Yeah, of course. I mean, are they keeping your appointments? No, that's I I view part of that as also good customer service. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of being late. And it's like you only have forty five minutes in a session for most
0: people. And I'm like (laughs) and then at the end I'm like, okay, let me direct this out a little bit. Give my 10 minutes because I am trying you. (laughs) And it's just I don't know, it's just care. Like I understand people are busy, but if you're doing it all the time, which this person was, I was like, all right, like Yeah.
1: And I think also too, a good therapist knows when to refer out. Mm -hmm. when to say, hey, you know what? This is not really something that I'm... um Good at maybe there's another therapist for you, yes.
0: Um, so true,
1: it could be like you know, you're there and they want to bring their partner in, like, Oh, I'm having troubles, and you're like, You know what? I know a better couples counselor, I know a, be- a licensed marriage family ther- therapist that'll be good for you. So, knowing when something is in your lane, it's
0: so crazy. A, I, it's so crazy because I literally have experienced all of that, <laughs> like, all, all of this. Oh my god, <laughs> I've, I've been, you know, I like, I've been in a lot of therapy in my life, so I feel like, um, like. I remember I wanted to have a therapy with a family member and... Thankfully, my therapist was like, you know, I can refer you to one of our colleagues who specializes in like family counseling. I guess her reasoning was also that she already has a relationship with me. So she doesn't want to bring somebody else into that. And that's part of the ethics. You know, I, I think that's,
1: it's great. And it's therapy is, I guess, one of those things that when people come in, we don't know what they're being trained or taught. I, you know, when I entered my program, I was like, wow, this is a lot. Like this is, I mean, I've had similar experiences to you, like. You're not supposed to be doing this. And I didn't learn until after mm. the fact. So it's good that again we're having this people can listen to this and share. Yeah. And they know what to look for.
0: And I definitely had a therapist who t- wasn't equipped to handle me. <laughs> you know, like What on, do you mean? Like on trauma, you know, like when I told mm, her my history, yeah. she I could tell was like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Oh with this my trauma. goodness. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: No, I definitely have been through that when I was um doing DBT therapy, which is another form of CBT. The woman that was providing me the therapy, like when I was talking to her, she would like start crying. Not she wouldn't cry, but her eyes would get really watery and she would just be staring at me like, oh. and I'm like, I don't need Yo, your this pity. This is not <laughs> helping me i don't need pity that's not the kind of therapist i need and i had to like end it with her because she's probably that works with somebody some people need that right i don't need that i don't need you yeah, no. here about the cry and i'm crying
0: <laughs> that's weird if i can't cry you can't cry <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like no because you know people view you a certain way and that's another thing that they kind of taught us it's like we want to be as neutral as possible even down to the decoration in our office we don't want people to look at us and kind of know who we are because then they may start to form a judgment about us while they're sitting in therapy yeah so for me like I have a lot of tattoos I'm always going to leave my sweater on I don't you know my tattoos can be triggering this person may view tattoos a certain way my goal is to be neutral as possible with my clothes with my office setting, everything.
0: No, that makes total and sense. And
1: definitely not going to be crying, showing, showing you
0: no, that <laughs> makes my face. Sense. So at least I don't like that. I feel like I know, obviously, not much about my therapist, and she knows literally everything, everything <laughs> about me. I literally was three years in um, to our... Uh, therapy, but I found out that she's a Gemini and we're five days apart, and I was so excited <laughs> because I'm like this boy oh that I've been talking to for three years of my life is a Gemini. So
1: yeah, I, had, I was yeah. happy about that. I saw my therapist at the playground with her kids, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, my husband like, that's her. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's my therapist. She she has kids and she's at the playground. <laughs> so that was super weird. Yeah,
0: because yeah, it's like, and even now, like I've been talking to my therapist now on Zoom um, for pretty much all of the pandemic and the other, so that's been interesting. That's like a change of dy- dynamic. And then, um, I started trauma therapy, uh, specifically EMDR during the pandemic. So I met my therapist on zoom. I've never met her in person, never been to her office. Uh, so that's been much more interesting. So to, so what is EMDR? Yeah, so, <laughs> you actually know more about that than I do. Um, so I, you know, I'm quoting an article because I'm not a professional. I just am very passionate about mental health and do a lot of reading. EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And this definition says it's a form of therapy based upon adaptive memory processing. So basically, when somebody goes through something traumatic, their nervous system uh, becomes imbalanced. And so, therefore, you're like triggered at times by things that are not the event, but then your body and your mind go back to feeling like it's in the present so for people uh with a lot of trauma that happen that can happen a lot but basically it's a form of trauma therapy that works on desensitizing you to your triggers so often triggers are you know we have something small happen to us but it triggers a different memory in us so we go back mm. to that place in the present um as if it's happening now essentially during an EMDR session your therapist has you go to that state so you can desensitize um yourself from that trigger like essentially wow. yeah essentially they believe that um you're basically re-putting like reorganizing the information in your brain so that your body has a different
1: reaction that
0: yeah. Does that that
1: make- yeah, does yeah that, I don't know. that is amazing yeah no no that a that makes sense okay. that's actually amazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um and the little time that i've done it i've found it extremely helpful Like extremely helpful. It's very hard. I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't advise it to somebody who hasn't done um, regular talk therapy. Uh, And yeah, I think that you kind of have to know what specifically you're going in there to work on. And it's interesting because you were talking about CBT, EMDR um, uh, works on core beliefs as well. Mm -hmm. So they think of like a core belief that may have been triggered like in your everyday life, right? And then you Mm -hmm. place that core belief with that current thing that happened and you put the core belief to it and then that's
1: actually amazing can you give a do you mind giving an example of that say i went on a date with somebody
0: and then i'm feeling horrible about it like in a way that is not proportional to the situation um Mm -hmm. the therapist would come in and be like okay so what core belief um showed up in this experience I'm rejected, like core beliefs. Right. And then you put those two together and like see what comes up in your body. So it's, it's, so you're always checking in with your body. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I'm saying this core belief with this scenario that happened. And then people begin to get like triggered in their body. And then you desensitize yourself to that trigger by then like replacing the thoughts in that moment while you're triggered.
1: It works though. But that's one of those things that you were refer- referred out to.
0: Were you referred out to EMDR? Yeah. So my therapist recommended it. Oh God, we getting so personal. Oh Jesus. I'm so private with <laughs> this stuff. Oh God. Yeah. So my therapist did recommend it. Um, and, but it's like an institute. I'm not going to mention which one, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's an institute and, um, you, you get put on a wedding list. Um, you have to, and then they like interview you to see if you're the right, uh, right candidate to be in the oh, program. Wow. Yeah. Exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot because it's the leading, it's one of the leading institutes in it, um, mm-hmm. and training for it as well. Um.
1: Yes. Oh, and that's a good point. Like, um, I don't know much about EMDR, but I know that you have to have a certification for it. It's a specialty. Again, that's a part of having an effective therapist. Yeah. Them knowing what they can and cannot do. And so um, when I mentioned that I had a friend who went to a therapist who told her, you know, you need to come see me once a week um, after doing my research, because, you know, I went to look the therapist up yeah, for yeah. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um i found out that the therapist had a masters in social work and so that was her only credential and so what I told my friend, I was like, look, this is definitely not any shade to anybody's field or to social work or anything. But in order to ensure that you're getting the proper care and that this person has been trained by their credit accreditation, whatever accreditation is required, you have to see those credentials. And so I know it's a lot of them like LPC, LGPC, LMHC, depending on the state. Seeing those initials behind those names lets you know that someone has had the training someone has had the education and you you know I mean it's, it's like a doctor when you go when you're looking for a certain doctor if you're looking for one for your back pain
0: uh-huh. if you're
1: looking for a certain kind of doctor you're reading a bio you're not just going to anyone and so when we go to seek mental health treatment we need to look for the same things no and so certifications are important and when you are a counselor certified you're always going to see those initials behind your name because anybody can use a therapist. Anybody can be a counselor. Lots of people put that behind their title, but that doesn't mean that they are officially licensed. So it's important to find someone that is licensed. And don't be afraid to act and do your research. The fact that it's working for you now, and that seems to be, like, very powerful for
0: you. Yeah. It's so interesting because, like, I might be, like, alternative. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm spiritual and like EMDR made me aware of my body in a way I've never been before. Wow. Because you that's that's deep. Yes, because basically so much of the therapy is based upon seeing how you're feeling in your body to see if you are feeling triggered because a lot of times people can't identify if they're feeling triggered in that moment. It just made me like want to start doing yoga to get even more in touch with my body. It's nice. like, like for me, it's this whole spiritual like experience. Um so it's 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 been good. And I'm like going to the I'm all the time and you know this is good stuff
1: yeah and I want to say like something like this this isn't just this isn't just obviously talk therapy um EMDR is something that you do get certified in Mm -hmm. which is why I don't know uh, much about it I haven't taken an interest in it but honestly with you telling me it's something that I would be interested in being certified and just like you have EMDR you may have people with LMFT those are licensed marriage family therapists those people are not only professional counselors but they got an extra certification to be marriage and family there, so pay attention to those little initials. It's a lot; it can be very like overwhelming, but yeah. that can definitely, to me, save your life and not turn you off from therapy. It's
0: interesting because I didn't know what certification like. I that's not something I paid attention to when I was looking for therapists. You know, I just went on psychology today. Uh, <laughs> If you need a therapist, go to PsychologyToday.com. Right. They have a bunch of a bunch of lists you can put in who what insurance you have, um, mm-hmm. and they tell you who's covered in network. So great resource. Those
1: people in psychology say probably are
0: licensed, though. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I'm saying
1: that's not something I was looking
0: for. You would hope they're right. licensed, but you never right, know, right? Because everyone
1: says. just calls themselves a counselor. Yeah, like, no. oh, I'm a life coach and counselor. And to be honest, the word counselor can be used in different settings. I mean, you have school counselors.
0: I always thought school counselors were therapists though and you know what um i
1: would say now a lot of school counselors do they are trained somewhat in that field but i believe that the law is changing it's even with um, my program we took a lot of classes with the people getting their masters in school counseling, so there's a lot of overlapping. It's a little different. We take different exams, but no school counselors aren't necessarily. We don't abide by like the same ethics, but they're similar though, and they they're um they have somewhat of the training, but there is a difference. I also
0: just wanted to talk about like um the importance of therapy, um and I want you to speak to like as being a uh, being a counselor. What do you think the importance of therapy is, and do you think everybody needs it?
1: Well, I. Well, yes, I do think everyone needs some form of therapy. I won't say go to therapy, but I view it as I would an annual checkup. We have to go to the doctor once a year. We have to go to the dentist, sometimes twice a year for cleanings. We should be taking care of our mental health. We should take our mental health just as serious as we take our physical because they both impact each other. You know, if your physical is not good, your mental is not good. If your mental is not good, your physical is not good. Body, mind, spirit. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: <laughs> the whole, the whole body. Yes, it's so
1: true. It's, everything is connected. <laughs> but I know that sometimes it's not feasible for everyone, whether accessibility, um, you know, money wise, it's it's not always um, reasonable. But there are ways people can kind of work on themselves without going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
0: you, do you want to give some of those tips? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, yes, those yeah. self help books. I mean, those are way before our time. Self help books exist because of the internet, people got YouTube videos. Podcasts. I mean, the podcasts are it's so many. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot. so many. It's so many podcasts, so many YouTube videos. Of course, you want to be wary that you're not just hearing things from anybody, but there are ways where you can kind of focus on yourself. I mean, just general Google, like how we talked about CBT and our in the thought records. You can Google those things. They have CBT worksheets online. They do have like CBT them. worksheets online because that's where she, yeah. she <laughs> printed mine off from. I do. Yeah. I, I printed worksheets for my own clients. It's offline. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, and a lot of the resources I use for my clients, I get from Amazon. They have books. Um, they, it's, it's, it's available. You kind of need to know where to look, but with the right research and support you can um participate in some type of self-care some type of self-therapy and also just having a good group of friends and family so true yeah i don't i don't want to say it's rare to come (laughs) to have a group of friends but you gotta gotta make it intentional like hey guys how are we going to support each other Mm. like we go out to eat we go to the clubs we call each other to gossip and chat but how can we use each other for a more uh therapeutic relationship
0: it's so amazing that you say that <laughs> because that's what I feel like I always long for in friendship I'm like you know I want to be like healing together laughing together enjoying yes. my time with this person um and I I think that people think that I have high standards for relationships <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't say <laughs> yeah but I'm just like because I, I I expect to receive what I give out like right period <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no that's true that's yeah. true but it's so but I thought the definition that you just gave about what friendship should be and it, that it should be therapeutic was really good. Yeah.
1: No, I mean we touched on that at the um, our other podcast about outgoing friendships. But like, what are our what are our friendships? You know, what are they giving us?
0: Yeah. So true. Are they
1: uplifting us? Are they bringing us down? Are they Are they triggering us?
0: Yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> yeah having
1: a group of, I think having a, a solid group of friends is if you if you can't go to therapy if you can't afford there I, I think that is a great replacement yeah. and I know that sounds like well replace friends with therapy but to have someone you can depend on yes. you can vent to yes when they're not like judging you and stuff that's a lot
0: it's amazing it's an amazing yeah. feeling when you do have that like you said community is so important and that's something I realized mm. even more during the pandemic it's like we are social beings we're meant to be together like yeah
1: but yeah, um, just having that friendship circle goes a long way. And just like, it's just the same as like having a family, having a very supportive family, supportive friends can take you a long way. And honestly, if we've had all that from the start, from like our childhood, if everything was perfect, there would be no need for therapy, right? No,
0: it's but, true, but that would be a perfect world.
1: <laughs> so is there anything you'd like to add as we come to the end of this podcast? I mean, I would just say also thank you for sharing your experience with therapy and EMDR because that was a lot
0: yeah it was i might cut that out <laughs> like <we're gonna> see. <laughs> but yeah no i don't really have anything to add i just think it's really important um for us to continue to like break the stigma of mental health issues and um therapy being taboo or therapy only being something for people who have issues um mm-hmm. you know, or money yeah or money yes um Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's important, and I think it's uh beneficial, and I'm happy to see this generation having those conversations. I am too. Yeah. Yes,
1: all the Instagram pages yeah. with these mental health quotes yeah. and all these oh yeah, I it's love so it.
0: educational. First of all, like I find things on there, and I'm like, wow, like this makes so much sense. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- like social media really is giving tools to people who would otherwise not know. Nah.
1: I know, and even like for me, you talked about about reparenting on um one of the i don't know if it was the last podcast one before that and then i remember i saw a whole slide show on instagram about reparenting and that, that's not something i was even familiar mm. with like that term that process yeah
0: yeah i mean me neither until <laughs> therapist brought it up i was like wow that's a great concept and i think it could help so many people. And now I like even think, um, like in my everyday life, okay, if I'm talking to myself in a way that's not kind, I think about reparenting Mm -hmm. and I'm like, how would I talk to myself before I were a child? That's what I deserve to be spoken to. Like, Mm -hmm. so all of those things I think are, are super helpful.
1: So yeah, that was, this is great. I'm glad that we did that topic and right during this week, um, for all you guys out there listening, don't forget to subscribe yes. to the Talk About Assist podcast. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. Follow the Instagram page. Please leave your feedback. Yeah, communicate with us. Write in our posts. Yeah, we
0: love hearing from you guys. So, anyways, we will see you on the next episode. All right,
1: bye. Holla.